Being Self-Unaware When I define my podcast, I say it's about self-awareness. It would be more accurate to say it's about self-analyzation and emotional intelligence. But ultimately, I feel like my goal is not only to analyze, but understand, be in control of, and know the self. That's the way I like to explain emotional intelligence. So for ease, I just use self-awareness. Having a podcast helps me understand myself better because I force myself to explain things I'm feeling, thinking, and experiencing. The same is also true of listening to other people's podcasts. They say stuff I need to hear and genuinely benefit from. So for me, the medium of podcasting is something I really enjoy and find life enriching. That being said... I do have quiet spates where I don't record and share, and that's usually because of how much is going on in my life and in my head. The more I have swirling around, the less I can sit and explain a thought I'm having. I completely missed uploading anything in June. Not for lack of topic, but for lack of ability to narrow down topic. Emotional intelligence is always on my radar. And lately... A lack of emotional intelligence is what I've been noticing from people around me. I can say I keep seeing people being self-unaware, even though in a way that isn't even a term. It's like an oxymoron we don't use. But because I need to say the opposite of self-awareness, I'm using self-unawareness and at the same time admitting that sounds kind of dumb. To be unaware is to have no knowledge of a situation or fact. So to insist on adding self to unaware, I would say it's to have no knowledge of what's going on with what you are doing and how you are coming across. Just like when we were in junior high, we were pretty clueless. And to expect a 13-year-old to be self-aware is like asking them to have perfect empathy. Not going to happen. We come across the self-unaware in all parts of life. Our workplace, our families, our friends, and even our friends' lives. And it's all the time. Often we call it hypocrisy. People saying one thing, insisting what must be, and then going and contradicting themselves and doing what they said not to do. But it's also bigger than that. Hypocrisy is just one facet of self-awareness or not understanding emotional intelligence. Being self-unaware is also being unable to step outside of yourself and imagine how others are seeing and hearing you. And sometimes it even looks like a refusal to understand that you are perceived by others and to imagine what that perception could be. I'm going to start with an example from my friend's life. I want to tell you about Ike. Ike is part of a group of friends that includes my friend Harper. She is a very self-aware person, and Ike happens to be a very self-unaware person. Ike is single, just as all the friends in this group are, but instead of being someone that fits into this group, he is the awkward and uncomfortable person in the room. He says annoying things. He says inappropriate things. He pesters. He touches. He doesn't read body language. He doesn't take hints or understand the signals people put out. My friend Harper is a very pretty person. 
She's one of these people that radiates something people are drawn to and want to be around. She's funny, happy, healthy, and whether or not people can put their finger on why they want to be her friend or not, truth is, people do want to, including Ike. But Ike is pushy. He might think he's flirting. He might assume he is being normal and just part of the gang. But the things Ike says make my friend Harper feel harassed, uncomfortable, and annoyed all the time. He stands too close. He tries to get reactions from her. And his self-unawareness is frankly so unattractive that he becomes the one person in the room to ruin a good time. And to top it off, he has no limits. He pushes and pushes, gets more annoying, and then becomes more intense in his efforts to be seen as he pushes Harper further and further away. To the point she's blocked him before and said, I need a break from your presence. I'm not going to answer your texts or calls. I'm not going to let you harass me. And when given the eventual opportunity to speak, his perspective on the matter is that it's not him. It's her. She's being rude, and he has all these excuses to back him up. Needless to say, Ike doesn't go on dates because he can't get anyone to go out with him. He isn't popular because he's intensely annoying. He's lucky to even be part of a friend group, is what I say when Harper tells me about the things he says and does. Harper has gone so far as to be specific, saying, I don't like you doing this. I don't like it when you do that. And she feels like she has to avoid hanging out with her friends when she knows he's going to be there. So I ask you, hypothetically, what the actual fuck is Ike thinking? Could he possibly step outside himself and consider what he looks like to her and others? Could he possibly hear how annoying he is? And could he consider even slightly that his friendship, I say in air quotes, is unappealing, unattractive, and unwanted? And that maybe he needs to do something different. Apparently he can't. Because when Harper last told him it's all too much and she really needs him to leave her alone, he was completely unable to understand her perspective. It was beyond self-unawareness. And it sounded to me far more like narcissism, where everyone is living in his world. It is all about his perspective. His inability to read the room is an inability to even hear the room. I listen to Harper tell me about Ike, and I marvel at his level of self-unawareness. In my audiobook, Intentional Intonation, Awareness in What You're Communicating, I talk about a coworker I used to have that would watch me like a hawk so that he could pick on me constantly. One of the ways he would do this was to tell me what I was doing was wrong while at the same time doing what I was doing. We both did what we had been taught. But for some reason, I was doing it all wrong in his eyes. And because it was so constant, just like it is with Ike, I did not have it in me to also constantly keep pointing out, you are doing what you said I'm doing. And frankly, it's not in the nature of most of us to stand up and point out the obvious bullshit. It's absolutely my personality to just watch and marvel, assuming it's obvious what is happening because of the blatant hypocrisy. That level of negativity is overwhelming enough without trying to catalog and point out the contradictions, the idiocy, 
or even the irony of it. The self-unawareness of others is exhausting enough without trying to explain it. That feels like taking something already too big and making it bigger. So I don't do it. The self-unawareness extends to recent experiences with someone I know, taking things that get said and repeating them to their supervisor, making themselves look like they can't be trusted. Maybe you're familiar with the expression, she has her head up his ass. No, not everything we say is expected to be treated as a secret, but whether it's a secret or not, if you keep repeating what people say to you or around you, you will become someone people don't trust. And that has become the reputation this person is creating for themselves as of late. I always end up asking myself, where is the self-awareness that they aren't considering what happens when people find out? They are so self-unaware that they don't understand they make their own reputation. They can't see they're creating a perception for others of, don't trust me. And let's not forget that what they perceive and then repeat is like Chinese whispers or the telephone game, where words become new words and what got said is no longer what gets said when they repeat it. I hear you saying, this is a very immature person. Exactly. But the self-unaware individual doesn't have high emotional intelligence. Just like the 13-year-old, they are immature, young or old, when they don't have the ability to understand that the nature of being self-unaware equates to acting like a kid. And kids are not where we put our trust. Recently, that person who clearly repeats all the things that are said to them, created a situation that led management to feel this self-unaware person is in fact an inside source of sorts. My term for that is shit-stirring. Then two people that can be trusted, but that were the topic of repeated stories, got referred to as someone you thought you could trust by management. The irony of that backward statement leaves me in awe. And the newness of management not knowing all the people and their reputations has me saying, typical corporate America, I've been here before. The self-unaware individuals are like a bad apple that spoils the whole barrel. In a job about 18 years ago, I was in charge of a design team, very creative people in an online community. It was an incredibly fun job that ended with me quitting because I was being asked to sign a corrective action to label me a poor communicator. This happened as it was time for a new design team to be chosen. And despite my wanting to be part of choosing my new design team, I knew that my affection for my team would also affect my ability to cut people and add new people. So it was sensible that I was not part of the committee of three that would choose a new team. It would fall to the managers directly above me. That felt like the obvious move, and I casually told my team that I was not part of the selection committee. This got turned into my not representing that we were all on the same page, and the corrective action that called me a poor communicator. My supervisors had HR write up the corrective action. I took it home, and instead of returning it with my signature, I returned it stapled to an essay about why I would not be signing it because I was not the one poorly communicating. If I'm expected 
not to tell the truth. And that was not communicated to me. I am not the poor communicator by not lying. Essentially, I quit with upper management throwing me under the bus while literally claiming I threw them under the bus by telling my team I was not part of the final decision. I walked away from a job I loved because their lack of self-awareness and the irony of the situation was bigger than my desire to argue what felt clear and obvious to me. Nor was I willing to sign something admitting I was in the wrong just to keep the peace. My job was communicating. I created the assignments for my design team residing all over the world by constantly communicating. The design team was for an online community in which I constantly communicated. Quitting actually did feel like my only option because they couldn't put themselves in my shoes to see it was their lack of communication, not mine, that created the problem. And that is often the result for me of dealing with others who are self-unaware. What I end up feeling is that it's not my job and not my worry to point out and explain the obvious holes and hypocrisy, which, yes, equates to allowing it to continue. No, I'm not happy to say that that's the result, but I just haven't been able to insist I can change others or force them to see what they're doing. Them being self-unaware is their problem, not mine, even if I have to feel the effects of it. I couldn't tell you about all the times I've ended up feeling my perspective is moot and doesn't matter ultimately anyway. There are always people higher than you that are not self-aware. Their mountain of being unaware is not mine to climb. Hypocrites won't suddenly see their hypocrites. An inability to read the room won't suddenly be realized. A reputation as untrustworthy probably won't suddenly become clear. My podcast is for the individuals who wake up and care about self-awareness. Not everyone will, and not everyone can. This also comes back to another old lesson I had, and still very much believe in, even though it might sound like I'm about to contradict it. That lesson is, worry about yourself. Try to see when you are acting unaware. Try to see the situation from others' perspective by putting yourself in their shoes. Hear yourself from ears that aren't yours. I do this often, and I cringe often. I'm far from perfect. I'm sometimes annoying, sometimes intense, sometimes not funny, and sometimes impatient. So I know I can do better. And that's the goal in self-awareness, to grow and change and become a better version of myself. But this is where the possible contradiction to the worry about yourself lesson appears. And I tell you about a new lesson I've had to learn recently. If in a situation you want to say, what's happening right now is unacceptable. This is not how adults should act. Say it. Say it as soon as you possibly can. Find courage to disagree with others in the moment and put yourself on the record as such. Even when... That is the most uncomfortable thing you could do in that moment. It still needs to be said. Because by not saying it, the self-unaware action does not get called out later. In fact, nobody will listen to you later. There won't be a new potential fix in the future for what you're seeing right now. In my experience, the self-unaware always end up making the situation lean to their favor 
Because if they were in the wrong, everyone wouldn't have allowed it to unfold as it did. And then you end up being the one saying further down the road, I can't believe it got worse. But had you spoken up in the moment and called it out, being as specific as possible as to what you find unacceptable, you might have created change. Even if what you say is, I'm kind of speechless because this is not how adults should act. Maybe the end result could be less shitty than if you had let the self-unaware people just continue what they were doing. I have no promises for you. I don't yet have stories of where this was successful, but I did recently hypothesize with a manager after a messy situation was created by him, and I asked this question. So what should have happened during that meeting is when it came her turn to complain about that person, she should have said, I can't believe we're doing this. I am uncomfortable and disappointed. I'm not going to contribute to talking shit on someone because this shouldn't be happening in the first place. And the manager replied to me, yeah, I suppose so. In that particular meeting, nobody was asking themselves, what if the negative things being said right now get said again outside of this meeting? What if the person we're talking about finds out what we're saying? Should we be spending our bi-weekly 30-minute meeting coming together to create a group mentality of how problematic a person is? Especially when not everyone in the meeting sees the person as problematic, and those who don't feel too uncomfortable to stand up and say, what the fuck is happening right now? And what if management does this three times, choosing a different person each time in the meetings to talk shit on before the uncomfortable person does anything about it? And what happens to the perception of everyone in the meeting towards the person they're shitting on? How do they act in future after experiencing this new negative dynamic created by this manager? Does the person talked about in the meeting end up feeling a difference from their peers? Does the complaining actually equate to any solutions? I'm betting you can guess the answer to each of those questions. And there has been no benefit, unless you count the realizations I've made. Being self-unaware leads to a messy situation that changes how everyone in the meeting sees the individual discussed, and the individual discussed ends up no longer trusting the individuals in the meeting. The manager should have been self-aware enough to know the psychology of what he was doing both in that moment and in the nearly inevitable after effects. I do hope my question to the manager about speaking up in the moment goes in and self-awareness is a result of this mess that has got out of hand by having that type of meeting in the first place. However problematic or not the three individuals discussed in each of those meetings were, the meeting generated new problems, and the new problems extended to new levels. The bad apple spoils the barrel in this situation, too, because nobody stood up and plucked the apple out with a statement that equated to adults need to act like adults, not junior high school students, unaware of consequence. And the fall guy that gets in trouble ultimately has been the person who was too afraid in the moment to say what they thought and did what most people do. They stayed quiet. 
My new lesson on self-awareness and dealing with those unaware people is to notice when I'm uncomfortable and feeling like the odd man out, instead of holding it in, to say something. Maybe I won't affect any change, but hopefully I won't be leaving the bad apple to stay in place and fester.